Psalm 32 by David, a well-written song. How blessed is the one whose rebellious acts are forgiven, whose sin is pardoned. How blessed is the one whose wrongdoing the Lord does not punish, in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I refused to confess my sin, my whole body wasted away, while I groaned in pain all day long. For day and night you tormented me. You tried to destroy me in the intense heat of summer. Salah. Then I confessed my sin. I no longer covered up my wrongdoing. I said, I will confess my rebellious acts to the Lord. And then you forgave my sins. Salah. For this reason, every one of your faithful followers should pray to you while there is a window of opportunity. Certainly when the surging water rises, it will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You protect me from distress. You surround me with shouts of joy from those celebrating deliverance. I will instruct and teach you about how you should live. I will advise you as I look you in the eye. Do not be like an unintelligent mule or horse which will not obey you unless you are controlled by a bridle and bit. <clears throat> An evil person suffers much pain, but the Lord's faithfulness overwhelms the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be happy, you who are godly. Shout for joy, all who are morally upright. Today I read from the Net Bible. Um, there are a lot of interesting things going on in this psalm, and I thought I'd take it um, a little bit uh, verse by verse. And to start the very, you know, the, the before the first verse, uh, it says, by David, a well-written song. song. Um, that's uh, a masculine, I believe, um, and we don't know what that means. Um, so this translation attempted it by saying is a well-written song. Um, there are a number of other options. Uh, it could be um, a song that contains wisdom, which certainly seems to be the case in this in this song. Um, it then goes on to talk about how blessed you are when your sins are pardoned or forgiven. And it talks about how the Lord doesn't punish those people. And if your spirit has no deceit, um, he won't punish you. And in this, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's without sin. In fact, it seems to mean um, that you own up to your sin. Um, it's like with my children, when I know they've done something wrong, I want to hear them say, I'm sorry, I did the, the wrong thing, rather than deny it, being deceitful about it. And then it talks about the physical discomfort he had when he refused to confess his sin. His whole body wasted away. He was groaning. He was being tormented. He was, uh, it was like being destroyed in the intense heat of summer. Um, the translation is actually making uh, some educated guesses here. Um, for instance, the... Um, uh, the exact meaning of the intense heat of summer, um, uh, that, that's, a, that's a translation, but um, I, apparently the, uh, the Hebrew is something along the lines of the, the dusts of summer um, and, uh, <clears throat> or the, um, uh, let's see, what does the note say here? Uh, it could be the times of drought. That's another way it could have translated. We don't exactly know. Uh, and then it shifts. There's a there's a clear break where the Salah happens, and then it shifts to where he starts saying that he did uh, confess his sins, and he's no longer covering up his wrongdoings. 
and then the Lord forgave his sins, and then another Salah. And then verse 6, um, Robert Alter points out that this isn't really poetry. And if you look at it, it's, you know, in this translation, it's uh, they've attempted to um, make it poetical, uh, dividing it up into, into two lines. Um, but they really are awkward, and it makes a lot more sense for this to be a prose insert. For this reason, every one of your faithful followers should pray to you while there's a window of opportunity, which um, obviously uh, implies that there is going to be a time when you can no longer pray uh, to the Lord to receive forgiveness. Um, one could argue that that would happen at death, and certainly that seems to be what the ancient Hebrews would have um, thought. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. You can't receive forgiveness um, once you've died. And then it um, moves on to a final um, stanza or final uh, section um, that talks about how people are protected and they're surrounded uh, with shouts of joy and they're delivered um, when, uh, when they've been forgiven. Um, and then another slot. And the final one is about uh, the psalmist saying that he will instruct you about how you should live. And not to be like an unintelligent horse or mule, um, which should not obey you unless they're controlled by a bridle and a bit. And there's actually a word in here um, that is, we, we don't know what it means. Uh, apparently it has some, um, it typically means something like jewelry. There's an idea that maybe it's related to jawbones. Maybe it's ornamental um, bridle and bit. Um, it's just not clear. We no longer have access to that word. Um, and in fact, the notes, um, uh, the commentary that I read um, suggests that there's a lot of problems with the text of this psalm, that there's a lot of things that we don't quite understand. Uh, it seems like perhaps the text has been corrupted, um, or maybe we just no longer uh, have access to what it meant originally, that there's something we're missing about how to translate it. Something I think is amazing about this is that um, people have been copying down the Psalms for thousands of years, and they've had every chance to fix some of these problems, to make changes, but they revere the words enough that they don't. And so when you find something that looks like a mistake in the text, a lot of people think, ah, oh, well, clearly you can't have mistakes in Scripture. Um, but I feel like it's it's actually the opposite, that if there are mistakes, you know, like obvious mistakes, grammatical, <laughs> clear mistakes in Scripture, that means that the people who were copying it really revered the text and wanted to make sure that the future generations would get the same or very similar copy uh, that they received. And I, I think that's a, a powerful thing. Uh, maybe weird that we can't necessarily understand what the psalmist meant originally, um, but it's better than having... Uh, a scribe try to fix it up. That's something I'm a little frustrated with a lot of translations, including the Net um, Bible here, uh, that it spends a lot of time um, fixing up translation problems rather than trying to leave. Um, and you, you know why. I mean, it's who would buy a translation that uh, has a lot of grammatical errors or just doesn't seem to be working right. Um, but it would be nice to uh, retain some of that uh, mystery, perhaps. Perhaps that's the way to put it. Mystery of the unknown or the ancient or the lost to time, um, which uh, which I find I find wonderful 
even in scriptures that I hold dear and uh, find truth in. Well, enough of that. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.